0: Welcome to the Joy Podcast. So we are here with one of my favorite people, Dr. Shannon Crawford. Hello. She's (laughs) one of my professors at King's University. And honestly, like just being able to sit under her and learn and hear her insight and wisdom has just been such an honor. Thank you. And it's an honor to have you here and sharing with us. Absolutely. Yes. We're so excited.
1: Mm -hmm. And... Dr. Shannon and I were in a Bible study together mm-hmm. a long time ago. Like I think you were working on your PhD then.
2: I had just graduated. You had just graduated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah,
1: mm-hmm. back in the day. So we're all connected. So whenever yeah. Trinity was telling me that she
0: had you as a professor, I was like, oh, I know her. What like, a small world! What? Yeah. <laughs> like everybody that I, I know it. knows Dr. Shannon. in the world. Yeah. Right. I love and it. then I like, I mean, who doesn't Facebook stalk their professors? <laughs> so I like went on Facebook. <laughs> Have like 30 mutual friends, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> yes. that's yeah. I love it. Yeah, so it super cool. cool. Super yes. cool. This is my favorite topic, joy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So Dr. Shannon is a clinical psychologist. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like where you did your studies? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Things? Um, so I kind of grew up with a background where you just need to pray and read the Bible and fast and just quote God's word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he pivoted me towards psychology, I thought that was the most ridiculous idea. I'm oh, <laughs> like, I don't think that's God. Yeah. Um, and so I ended up going to Regent University, which is incredible. It's in Virginia Beach. Um, and so they integrate the Bible fluidly. So my oh, whole wow. experience with psychology, even undergrad, Azusa Pacific, um, it's always been integrated with Christian theology that's and principles. Amazing. So it's just been a very fluid experience. And then I did Brookhaven Institute of. Christian theology and psychoanalysis. I might have butchered that. Wow. Um, but that was another level of training of yeah. psychoanalysis yeah. with Christian theology. That's so amazing. it's been an incredible journey, and I love clinical psychology.
0: Mm. Y'all, so she's smart, smart. <laughs> she's smart, smart. <laughs> she not regular smart. She's smart, smart. <laughs> and another cool
1: story, actually, that I just told her before we started is that a friend of mine recently decided that she was ready to get take the next step in a journey that she's been on and get some therapy and so she's talking about well I really want to find somebody who is very well educated and is going to bring the science and the education but also couple it with the bible but not so much that they're just going to quote scripture at me and I was like oh Trinity I'm pretty sure one of Trinity's professors is just that she was just telling me so let me figure out which one it is because I know she has a few that she really likes and I'll I'll get back to you and meanwhile she looked up on the Gottman Institute, some people in her area that were licensed in his, um, you know, whatever. And she made a few calls. So then when we reconnected a few days later, she was like, okay, so I made a few calls and the only office that called me back was Dr. Shannon Crawford's office. And I was like, that was who I was gonna tell you. (laughs) And then she was like, and you know, Dr. Shannon wasn't taking new patients, but she had this intern and the intern worked great. So she, and she's been seeing the intern like three or four sessions, and it's been amazing. So, Aww. such a cool connection. That's amazing. Yes. So Look, so at God. That. Look at Let <laughs> me do it's it. Let me do it. So, I it's just so love those good. kinds of connections. I do too. Mm-hmm. So, today we want to talk about kind of the science of joy mm-hmm. and coupling. We were talking about how, you know, again, like what we've just said, I think when you're in a really tough place, mm-hmm. it's You know, we don't want to hear, well, the Bible says. Oh, gosh. (laughs) You're like, well, just shut up and leave me alone. I know what the Bible says. Uh I feel this. And um, so, but when when you can learn about, like, the science of the brain and how things work and how we're wired, and then you start realizing, oh and the Bible says this, Mm -hmm. and it lines up, then it can really help you. That has really helped me on my journey. So um, we would just love to hear kind of some things that you have to say about that.
2: Absolutely. And I think that most of the world we're used to using willpower. Mm -hmm. And so it's just quote more positive things, say more positive mantras. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can actually be really detrimental because mm-hmm. in essence, you're a every part of your soul that is not happy and mm-hmm. it is not well with your soul. Mm-hmm. And so it actually creates more of a house divided against itself, cannot stand. Mm-hmm. And well, so there's parts of our soul that are legitimately sad and discouraged and disappointed. Right. And every time I just try to stuff that down and ignore it and just focus on the positive, which is one of my defense <laughs> mechanisms, mm-hmm. Same. positivity is my number one strength. Mm -hmm. So growing up with depression, I knew to be positive and I could just Jesus everything. And then my soul was not well. And I had eating disorders and self-harm and all Mm -hmm. these destructive habits. And I would try to make that through willpower stop. Mm -hmm. And I didn't understand, oh, it's like there's a committee. There's parts of Mm -hmm. self. In Genesis 126, it says, let us make man in our image. That There's Mm -hmm. supposed to be parts of our soul. And so in a healthy, cohesive state, just like Jesus is always bragging on the Father and the Father's bragging on the Holy Spirit, there's this sense of cohesion that it's so fluid, like a symphony, that all parts of self are doing their role that you Mm -hmm. don't notice when you go from like competitive you to playful you, to intellectual you, to Mm -hmm. sensual you. All these parts of self, they show up the right side of the personality for the right situation. Mm -hmm. But when we go through pain, Mm -hmm. the soul compartmentalizes it. Mm -hmm. And so it disavows what we don't know how to process in that moment. Mm -hmm. And so now the unconscious mind says, hey, I don't know how to deal with that. I don't know how to process that, especially if it's normalized. Mm -hmm. So if it's a racial issue, a gender issue, a family of origin issue, Mm -hmm. anything that my soul is like, hey, I guess this is just normal. Mm -hmm. Then my soul goes, okay, let's just take that down there. Pain, I don't know how to process you. Mm -hmm. And then another part of the soul becomes a defense mechanism. Mm -hmm. And we talk about defense mechanisms as if it's brick and mortar, but there's Mm -hmm. not an actual wall. That means there's a literal part of the soul with free will that's going nope I don't want to go there mm-hmm. well, I'm not talking about multiple personality or DID I'm right. talking about the fluidity of all of our souls mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did not have DID disassociative identity disorder mm-hmm. but what I had is a soul that didn't know how to process um, metastasizing pain yeah. and so mm-hmm. where that's I had self-hatred in. and I was turning against myself and then my health like we talked about before had um, a lot of uh, autoimmune conditions mm-hmm. because my soul was Attacking itself, and then the body just reflects. It's like a right. mirror, it's reflecting on the outside, what? like how we do our environment. They like our bedroom might represent what's going on with your soul.
0: Mm-hmm. And so,
2: that's why you get a maid, people. Get a maid, somebody else. Outsource Shots fired.
0: <laughs> she said outsource it. Like, come on,
1: that's <laughs> doing. I feel that <laughs> one.
2: Yes. Um, no, I'm just kidding. So, everything on the outside is just reflecting what's going on in the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those are regressed or stuck parts of the soul. And the age we are, when we go through that event, that's the age, metaphorically, I am Mm. at that uh, event. So that part of the soul stays, let's say, five years old. I had one client, a CEO, phenomenal, successful gentleman, and he would continually thrive so much, and in certain situations, he would throw an adult tantrum. Mm. He'd throw things, he would say mean things, he'd puff and puff and leave the room, and just like a five-year-old, yeah. Because the wow. five-year-old never got to process feeling powerless, and when I don't have a voice and I feel like nobody's listening to me, he would regress, and that's mm. called a trigger. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm triggered, that means there's real energy of a trapped emotion and stored in the body, mm-hmm. and that part of the soul now takes over, and yes. kind of like a kaleidoscope. Now that part is leading, and I may know better, and that's why it's frustrating to tell people, well, just quote this verse or mm-hmm. just say this positive mm-hmm. mantra. Not that there's not validity to that. Right. It's just not the fix all. Yeah. yeah, It's good and it's helpful, but most of scripture is complex where it's saying, hey, it's this and this. It's justice right. and mercy kissing over the tabernacle. Yeah. It's not this very reductionistic Western way of thinking that everything is just summarized into this one little cliche verse, and right. now you should just be fine. The Lord is so complex and multifaceted. All of scripture is breathing these facets of his nature, and we're made in his image. Mm-hmm. So we are also multifaceted and complex, and we're yes. fascinating beings. Yes. And so on the inside, you have all these parts of self that are kind of running their rogue little agency, like they're running missions that are separate from what you're consciously wanting. So I may be leading my life. I'm going toward my goals. And yet a five-year-old on the inside is going, no, I can never fail again. Mm -hmm. I can never be disappointed again. Mm -hmm. I can never experience. And so those inner vows that we've talked about for a long time in the inner Mm -hmm. healing model, Mm -hmm. those inner vows are like programming, like a computer running in the background. And so it's running in opposition to where I'm trying to go forward, but I'm always tethered back to my most... Significant emotional moment where I felt unsafe, out of control, Mm -hmm. afraid. Um, And Mm -hmm. so, in that place, joy is a natural reservoir. We're Mm -hmm. supposed to have joy. If you look at a child in their most natural state, they're Mm -hmm. giggling, they're interested, they're exploring, their eyes go up. The world is hopeful and imaginative until disappointment. Mm -hmm. And so, disappointment comes, and now I have an experience where I go, Oh, Don't let yourself hope.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh,
2: don't Mm -hmm. put yourself out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, they giggled and laughed. And I don't understand if that was rejection or attention. Mm. I don't really know what to do with that. So I'm just going to kind of tuck that shame back here. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so that stays dormant. And the parts of my soul holding that are holding it at the same emotional age as me now, a 30, 40, 50, 60 year old. It Mm -hmm. doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Like they say, time heals all wounds is not true. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. That regression stays just like a computer. It's frozen on the inside. So our job is yes, to be positive. Yes, confess the truth. Yes, renew your mind and invite intimacy. Mm. And so when I have said, nope, I am not gonna acknowledge that disappointment. Nope, God's faithful. Um, mm-hmm. Even going through the loss of my mom, it's been a big journey of mm-hmm. grieving and mm-hmm. my faith muscles were strong. I was believing for her to be healed. Mm-hmm. And so that was my journey. I'm excited for this. And so I had about six months where people would be like, how are you? And mm-hmm. I would almost irritate me. I'm like, I'm fine. I'm yeah. really yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, And I really yeah. was. I believed right. it. It right. wasn't fake because shock denial is a blessing. But underneath, I didn't know that there was pain and anger and all of these things that were forming roots on the inside where parts of my soul were holding mm-hmm. that. And so I'm not running at 100%. I'm starting to kind of glitch in mm-hmm. certain areas, and I don't understand why my sleep is affected or my diet or my relationship. All these areas, I'm, I'm getting a little bit less lean and clear and uh, focused and. Mm-hmm. Because there's parts of me running in the background holding something so that I can go forward. And it's a blessing. And I thank God for our ability to compartmentalize or disassociate like we talked about. That's a wonderful gift. We are made for heaven. And yet we live with pain and disappointment and all the things that happen here. Mm And so on the inside, we're walking around thinking, I just need to confess positive. I just need to be joyful. And yet, why do I still feel disappointed? Why do yeah. I still feel sorrow? Mm-hmm. Because I have to invite that journey of intimacy, even with myself.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, with the Lord, absolutely with the Lord. But more importantly, he's a gentleman. So if yeah. I close a door... He's not crossing that door until I restore relationship with that part of my soul.
0: Mm, yeah.
2: So I have to humble myself yeah. and say, "Yes, positive me that doesn't want to acknowledge pain. I adore you and I love you." And there's some other parts of my soul that need to be nurtured, cultivated, and honored. Mm. Yeah. So I love in Isaiah where he's talking about the Israelites going back in the Promised Land, and he says he restores honor and dignity. Mm. And I think the way to joy is for the soul. To now turn around and say, I'm going to give honor and dignity to the parts of me that have held and contained pain all these years. Mm. So finally, when I humble myself, I'm no longer on, I'm no longer trying to, and I'm saying, man, thank you, shame part of me. Thank you, disappointment part of me, that you've held all of this, all these years, so that I could run with these goals, I can have relationships, I can learn to walk and talk and do all these incredible things. And if I never turn around, it's kind of like um, when in Corinthians, it's talking about the parts of the body. Mm -hmm. he talks about it in the church he talks about it in the physical body and everything in the natural usually parallels to the soul realm Mm -hmm. and so there's these parts of us that have less honor Mm -hmm. he talks about the weaker the less parts of the body Mm -hmm. we have less parts of our soul Mm -hmm. we have parts of us that have never been acknowledged and have never been invited into intimacy with ourselves and by not inviting into relationship with me then Jesus doesn't get access either So in James one it says we're a double-minded man, unstable in all of our ways because I love Jesus. I'm all in. I saw a picture of myself this last week saying, "Here's all my chips. If I was gambling, I'm putting all my chips in you, Jesus. Yeah, Mm. you're it for me." And I'm also aware there's some other parts of me that still need to be invited to the table. Yes,
1: Mm. I think too that some people, and maybe this is what you're saying, um, when the when something happens where mm-hmm. you're believing for someone to be healed, or you're believing for a specific outcome, yeah. and it doesn't happen, that can be some place where we get really stuck too. Oh, yeah. And we, I, you know, we can get confused with God's goodness being linked to an outcome. Right. And when that outcome doesn't happen, then we get trapped there and yeah. like question everything and yeah that yeah. might be a tangent of what that, that made me think of that when you were talking about your mom. No I completely yeah. agree.
2: I would picture that like we're inviting that part of the soul mm-hmm. that now has doubt mm-hmm. that has unbelief that's yeah. questioning wait I thought it was tied to this right. and your goodness looks this way to me as a human. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. I'm inviting that part of me to cuss and Because it and really scream. did
1: happen right mm-hmm. you said earlier I did now when the child has the experience you yes. did have this experience where uh-huh. this did really happen but we don't want to base our truth off of that one experience, even though that was real. Yes. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. And so, you know, everything in the natural mm-hmm. is parallels in the spirit or the cell mm-hmm. realm. Mm-hmm. So I have nerve endings on the end of my hand. And so at some age, I learned hot stove, move your hand. Mm-hmm. So, so that yeah. becomes actually at the reflex arc. That means I never actually have to consciously process that. Okay. My hand will immediately reject mm-hmm. and pull away. The soul does the exact same with pain on the emotional mm-hmm. side. So I don't have to consciously think, do I have pain about my mom going to heaven? That, yeah. that doesn't go through my brain because right. my positivity immediately takes over and defends against pain. Mm-hmm. And so I yeah. think about it and people ask me questions I'm like, eh, I'm good. I want to yeah. talk about something else. Right? Yeah. <laughs> okay? That's just the equivalent of my defense mechanisms, like my hand pulling away, okay. going, "I don't want to go to pain."
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm.
2: with the question, now I'm inviting that part of my soul that is angry, that mm-hmm. is confused, mm-hmm. that is doubting and afraid, mm-hmm. and for me to now, I go for appointments myself, just mm-hmm. for clarification. Mm-hmm. Just because you know something doesn't mean you can overcome your own defense mechanisms, your own blind spots. Mm. So I love the people in my life that I get to go set an appointment and say, here's my soul, what's going on with me? Mm -hmm. And being able to say, okay, visually, I'm now creating space at the table for the part of me that is angry and Mm. sad and disappointed, and then actually cry.
1: Mm. I think
2: the church Mm -hmm. is really comfortable with saying, the labels of mm-hmm. emotions but not actually the volatility mm-hmm. and the mess mm-hmm. of actually catharsis which mm-hmm. is that yeah. deep guttural cry or mm-hmm. anger or cussing or whatever needs yeah. to come out that's unedited and being able to see Jesus with his palms out saying you know i've been pierced for all of this i can handle all of your anger yeah. all of your sadness it disappointment it can be as ugly as yeah. you need i'm not intimidated by that that doesn't make me think you have any less faith right. it's actually intimacy yeah. mm-hmm. And so now these parts of me that I've petitely clean, organized, yeah. hidden, now are finally coming into relationship. Wow. And so an example that I've given many times... I grew up very positive and happy and Christian. And so Christians don't have anger Mm -hmm. and you don't have doubt and you don't even believe because you immediately have a verse to say (laughs) that God works it together for good. It's fine. (laughs) And so when I went, okay, Lord, you know, I feel really stuck at a certain um, life event. I don't know how to move past Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. So I visualize going down in my imagination and you can do this as well. Imagination. And I'm picturing walking up to the door that had that word of that event or that emotion or thought or whatever you get stuck on. Mm -hmm. So I picture it and in my imagination I saw this little kid like a caged wild animal, like ferociously angry and yeah. hateful and disappointed and rage, and it was attacking Jesus. Mm. And for me, as a Christian, I'm like, "Whoa, this is off the yeah. reservation. <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, we don't do that. Oh my gosh, yeah. right? Yeah. whoa. whoa, whoa. And <laughs> I saw a lot of perfectionists, like I have to perform for you. I have to make sure you like me, and I'm still okay, you know. And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm just gonna trust you in this. And so I saw this part of me just like clawing him and kicking him. And him saying, I didn't do the things that produced this anger. Mm -hmm. But putting his arms out and -hmm. his nail pierced hands and saying, but I'll take it. Mm -hmm. I will hold and contain all that anger and pain that's legitimate. And I will honor and give dignity to the parts of you that you've never even given honor to. I will dignify that that never ever should have happened to you. And I will stand in the gap and take the consequences for what other people have done. Wow. And it changed my walk with Christ mm-hmm. because I was so superficial and pleasant and nice, but I didn't know depth. I didn't mm-hmm. know intimacy. I didn't know how to be raw with him. Mm-hmm. And so now, and I'm sure there's more down there mm-hmm. because he's such a gentleman to just do one little one thing at, a time. Thing at a time, right? Yep. I mean, if he showed me everything, I think I'd be under the bed, like crying. <laughs> yeah. I'd be overwhelmed, right? Yes. And so it's just like one little thing. And he's like, okay, let's have a fun season. Yeah. Let's play. And then he'll bring me to my next. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's still more, Jesus. But each time it's so much sweeter because Mm -hmm. there's more parts of my soul that are cohesive and no longer being weighed down by depression, disappointment, doubt, fear, anxiety, shame that have been suppressing the geyser of joy Mm -hmm. that's our inheritance. Wow. Mm.
0: Yeah. I feel like I can totally relate to what you were saying about... um, like the disappointment of Mm -hmm. your mom and kind of like shoving that down because Mm -hmm. I did that probably for like the first three years after my mom Mm -hmm. passed away when people would ask me, how are you doing? I'm like, you know what? I'm great. She's in heaven. Like Mm -hmm. she's thriving. She's with Jesus. And like it was what I was telling myself. Like, I mean, yes, it's true. Uh 100%. Yeah. And I believe that. Uh Yeah. But yeah. it was really, like, blocking my healing. It wasn't yeah. until year four that I just, like, totally lost it. Yeah. And I was, I noticed myself feeling kind of triggered by hearing stories of somebody else's healing. Yep. Mm, and absolutely. I was like, wait. Because after my mom passed, I had, like, even more of a fire in my belly to mm-hmm. believe for mm-hmm. somebody else's healing. Yeah. Like, I know more than I did even when she was going through it, Mm. that the Lord is the healer and beyond a shadow of a doubt that he wants to heal whoever Mm -hmm. is sick. And I just like was starting to like get offended when I would hear other people telling me that, Mm -hmm. oh, so-and-so was healed from cancer. And I was like, wait, wait a minute, like, what is up with this? Yeah, like, I'm fine. Yeah. You, yeah. I shouldn't have this reaction. Right, yeah. I mm-hmm. healed. I went to therapy. Like, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. it wasn't until the fourth year yeah. that I just, like, completely broke down. Like, I was uh, at one of my best friend's wedding dress fittings last year in 20... Oh, it's 2022. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at God. Really okay, <laughs> <laughs> back in 2020... Um, she said yes to the dress, and a few of her bridesmaids said, oh, everybody needs their mom with them whenever they're trying on dresses. And we had gone to um, Legacy Hall to have lunch afterwards, and I like got up and went to the bathroom, and nobody noticed except my friend
2: mm.
0: who was getting married. And she was like texting me, but I was in the bathroom for like 20 minutes just crying. And I had not had a breakdown like that. Mm, In a while. In a while, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with me? I just, this is about her and I just made this about me. Mm -hmm. It's grief. Yeah, Yeah. and I didn't, It's grief. I didn't realize that. Like, so everything you were saying about that disappointment getting shoved down Mm -hmm. and um, like we're blocking that Mm -hmm. feeling like allowing ourselves to feel that resonates so deeply Mm -hmm. for me
1: well i think in grief too like you don't know
0: this like Mm
1: -hmm. you don't know what's gonna cause grief right like those types of life events that maybe you hadn't thought about yet that oh Mm -hmm. my mom's not gonna be here for this so like it's oh of course it's gonna catch you off guard yeah Yeah. Yeah. even if you haven't stuffed Yeah. yeah yeah
2: And it's easy when it's something obvious. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of us that we have rejection and disappointment and pain of all kinds Mm -hmm. that we didn't realize, you know, that teacher saying that or that kid in school saying that it was so minute in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know how to process it. So I just tuck it away and laugh along with everybody else. And my soul is now holding that for me. Mm -hmm. And it can be something really big, like you have an obvious grief situation, Mm -hmm. or it could be something so minute that you didn't even realize it was impacting you at the time and those also serve as triggers and the soul doesn't know the difference Mm -hmm. right so if it's a big to you or if it's big to your soul but not to your conscious mind you'll still have a big reaction and that's where people go oh I'm anxious I'm depressed and it's like oh you probably have latent grief you have unprocessed things in your soul that our culture has again just minimized everything to this umbrella of anxiety and depression which usually just means you have latent unprocessed emotion that still needs to be honored and acknowledged and once it's released Mm -hmm. now the soul goes okay and kind of reset now mm. and now the frequencies in the brain the energy all the uh, thoughts and chemical mm-hmm. everything starts to reset over time and then the body can start to heal itself mm. and that geyser of joy can surface again that's wow. so
0: good so I was watching one of your Instagram reels and you were talking about how people either think they're bad um, or others other bad. people mm-hmm. are bad mm-hmm. and I think that I'm definitely more the person who thinks I'm bad, so mm-hmm. I try to, like, overcompensate with all of mm-hmm. my good Christian girl things. Mm-hmm. Sure. Like, a lot of times people are like, oh, my gosh, the, w- the way you've walked out your life is just so beautiful. Like, you were really honoring the Lord with your life. And I'm like, I just did it because I didn't want to make God mad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so um, what would you say to somebody who was – who felt that they were bad, mm. Like because that sounds like the root of a lot of oh, yeah. the things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. Well,
2: the root's obviously shame, mm-hmm. because anytime I say I am, that's an identity statement. Mm-hmm. The name of God is the I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So identity is I am. So anytime I say I am bad, I am good, I am worthy, I'm unworthy, I'm not good enough, mm-hmm. I am is now a, an identity statement. Mm-hmm. When shame tells me to go back to the garden, Shame tells me I need to hide from relationship. Mm-hmm. Either you're not good or I'm not good. And our relationship now has a breach. In psychoanalysis, mm-hmm. they call it a breach. And then you repair. Okay. In a perfect family of origin, we'd be like, Johnny got his feelings hurt or mommy got the feelings hurt. And then they'd come back and then they'd reconcile and be like, hey, my feelings are hurt because of this. That's valid. Mine are because of this. Let's process I did that. did that with my kid blah, blah. today. Hey,
1: I'm so proud of look me. Look at you
2: go. So, so done. Done. <laughs> So Winnicott would say, good job, because Mm -hmm. that's good enough parenting. Mm -hmm. Not perfect helicopter, I'm always like zoned in on Mm -hmm. you, but it's good enough in that we can do breach and repair, Mm -hmm. breach and repair. When I can do that with myself and go, oh, man, I just broke my fast or my diet, or Mm -hmm. I just did something I wish I hadn't. But it's okay, because I know how to breach and repair. Mm -hmm. I'm still good, even though my behavior didn't line up, Mm -hmm. because my identity is I am good and Mm -hmm. worthy and valuable, even when I mess up and don't meet my own expectations. Mm, or good. my projection of God's expectations of me mm-hmm. so when I believe I am bad not good enough unworthy I need to work and perform and most of the time we actually don't know our core beliefs right. yeah. we just look at it symbolically going man I strive really hard man why am I always burnt out and like trying so hard why do I get so much social anxiety being around people Oh, because i have a core belief that i'm not enough and i don't belong and so now my overcompensating is working me up that my adrenal system by the end of the night is like i need to get in bed and be in pjs and watch netflix for two days this is
0: why i leave parties (laughs) oh my gosh i tell that because we work
2: so hard to compensate for those core beliefs it's my leave early
0: anointing leaving (laughs) early is my ministry but the lord's like girl that ain't a ministry
2: God's like, I have some ministry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this makes sense. It makes sense, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it's in all of us. Me yeah. too. It's like so human. Mm-hmm. And it's just stuff that we think are quirks that we just live with. And we go, oh, it's my personality. Right. Instead of going, oh, no, that doesn't have to be. Right. That was a core belief I picked up at some point. Mm-hmm. And so then now I go back and I go, oh, okay. The part of me that thinks I am, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. There's a part of me that's holding that core belief. Yeah. There's another part of me that's going, no, I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I will quote 12 scriptures and I will tell you how great I am and I will show you my resume and I will show you all the things that mm-hmm. I have worked and fasted and gone on the mission field for Jesus. Here's all the I am. things
1: that I did. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Because the identity is still in the behavior versus the I am. Mm. Wow! And so we have to go back and say, okay, my striving, my workaholism, my inability to take a break from ministry. Mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. is rooted in an I am mm-hmm. statement. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so I need to set a date with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And he'll often use people that we don't expect to speak mm-hmm. into that area. Wow. Mm-hmm. So for instance, I had a secular psychologist look at me and say, you have a lot of pain inside. I'm like, I've am like, i had inner healing and deliverance and freedom and ministry. <laughs> Listen,
0: I'm saved. You don't know who
2: Next. you're dealing with. <laughs> 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 and the Lord's like, oh, that's pride. That's pride because you're not receiving from yeah. somebody, right? Well, God can speak through anybody.
0: Yeah.
2: And so we decide, oh, I can receive from Bill Johnson, but I can't receive from a psychologist. Mm. I receive from this person, but I can't receive from that church or that mm. ministry or that organization mm. or that boss or manager or parent mm. or friend or somebody mm. that you're like, how dare they say that? And the more upset you get mm. is actually probably evidence that it's a trigger, mm-hmm. meaning they're There's tap dancing on at. something. Yeah. If somebody tells me, Shannon, you're tall, I'm going to be like, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was. Give <laughs> me the right heels. Yeah. But I'm not going to get triggered. Right, right If right. somebody says you're not good enough, I'm going to be like... yeah how dare they say that oh my god (laughs) right like i'm gonna have a reaction because there's probably a tenderness so it's Mm -hmm. like putting lemon on a wound Mm -hmm. if there's something already there i'm gonna have a reaction and that's essentially Mm -hmm. what a trigger is i'm gonna have this reaction Mm -hmm. and the more reaction you have to feedback the more you probably actually do have that issue Mm -hmm. but your defense mechanisms are going no 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 i don't Mm -mm. Mm -hmm. i am fine Mm -hmm. because shame is the most threatening and it causes us to hide from Mm -hmm. intimacy and connection Mm -hmm.
0: isn't it so funny how shame like a shame root can cause us to have like behaviors on the opposite ends of the spectrum yeah Mm -hmm. all over the back yeah Mm -hmm. i i feel like i noticed that with some other things i'm like man shame is like real sneaky so sneaky sneaky. yeah Woo. yeah yeah
2: it's covert to a lot of our issues Mm -hmm. and the irony is we compartmentalize it thinking oh shame means i have low self-esteem and i wear dark colors and i hunch my shoulders not necessarily mm-hmm. it could be the perfectionist it could be the workaholic mm-hmm. it could be the self-deprecating humor mm-hmm. uh, it could be the <laughs> center of attention
0: <laughs> oh, get there. No!
2: Uh, pause video <laughs> time out and see <laughs> <laughs> all of those, right? <laughs> you all of those. Yeah. Yes. yeah even the person striving to be the center of attention just mm. as much as the person that's trying to just be in the background and always serving and never mm. actually leaning into their gifting mm. wherever mm. we land in that usually shame is part of it because the enemy knows that's the biggest way to get your spirit man disconnected yeah. and then you're leading from your soul mm-hmm. because when my I am is not good enough that's my spirit my spirit speaks the same language as the Holy Spirit. That's how mm. I have the strongest connection. Mm. Kind of like if they both speak Hebrew metaphorically. Mm-hmm. But then my soul speaks Japanese, let's say. Mm-hmm. And so then now the enemy knows he's just disconnected. My biggest asset in relationship with the Holy Spirit to know what's my next assignment? Who am I supposed to Whoa. minister to? What word am I supposed to give? You know, what calling do I have? Mm-hmm. And so now I'm operating out of my soul because I'm overcompensating for how I'm not good enough here. And so he knows it's easy wow. to take
0: us out. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. So like the Holy Spirit speaking Hebrew, but your soul just understands Japanese. Exactly.
2: So then people are like, God's not talking to me. I don't hear the Holy Spirit. Everybody else hears God and I don't. In reality, it just means you're out of alignment. There's not a God holding out on you. It just means like if your spine, your Mm -hmm. uh, vertebrae are out Mm -hmm. of alignment. And so it's causing a pinched nerve and there's a symptom Mm -hmm. wherever something is misaligned.
0: Mm -hmm. Dr. Shannon. Uh, I yeah. love the word oh alignment. My God. I do too.
1: Alignment has been a big word for me in the past couple years. Yeah. So agree. This one. I have so much to think about. <laughs>
0: I have so much to think about. I'm like, I'm going to lay in bed tonight just like, <laughs> 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 wow. We're going to be listening to our own like episode this?
1: being like, wait, Jesus.
0: Rewind. Gonna like, uh, rewind. Brayden's going to be editing and she's going to be like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Come Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is so good. How are good. you like this? <laughs> idea uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, Well, honestly, yeah, I've done a lot of work, but also I think that there's generational inheritances Mm, that my great grandma was an intercessor, Lily Dell Mm. and I'll meet her one day. So she passed away before I was born, Mm -hmm. but she spoke in tongues. She had three, four prayer, three, four hour prayer meetings. And she was just a revivalist back in the early days when that was weird and awkward. And all the Mm. family was church of Christ thinking she's the crazy one that talks gibberish and talks to herself. So she was put in mental institutions. She was super, persecuted by psychology and they didn't understand her. Mm. And so I feel like the Lord has like redeemed the like, spirit filled yep. with psychology. We're that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you see my and so, like, goosebumps
0: on my arms? Yes. <laughs> like, wow. wow.
2: So yes. I think a lot of it, and even those that are listening, that there is something in your spiritual inheritance, there's legacies and there's mantles that maybe that person didn't get to fully walk out mm-hmm. that you can ask the Lord to pick that up. Mm-hmm. Not wow. that I even asked him. Like this yes. is just he picked me and I said, right. Are you kidding me? You know? <laughs> I was the nice girl growing up. Yeah, I was yeah. the happy, positive, good Christian. Christian, you know, most likely to be an actress. Mm. And then now over here, I'm a clinical psychologist. Mm. It makes no sense. Mm. And I tried to go like, okay, I'm gonna dye my hair brown, I'm gonna look really smart, because I felt not smart. So I tried to overcompensate by being really professional and wearing button up things. So every time I do something like this, I'm like, Jesus, what outfit do we wear? Mm-hmm. Do we go fully Shannon with mm-hmm. the sparkles mm-hmm. and the He said glitter today. <laughs> he
1: said glitter or
2: do I try to look like an adult and professional and all of that? Mm-hmm. And so now it's a fun conversation mm-hmm. we have when before it was like a, a belief that I had to hide mm-hmm. under that because I didn't feel qualified. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. We're going to do a whole episode about dressing for joy.
2: That's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think generational. And then the Lord showed me when I became a part of the Bethel Leadership Network mm-hmm he showed me that my great grandma and grandma's prayers when they were praying in the spirit, they were already starting to intercede for things that I'm starting to experience in this yes. realm now yes. before I was even born. Their yeah. prayers are starting to manifest. Yes. Yeah. So all because the things we that like, in, yeah, in yeah, the yeah. spirit realm, somebody mm-hmm. who their life may be super quote unquote obscure in the natural. Mm-hmm. Nobody's heard of Lily Dell mm-hmm. ever, mm-hmm. but yet to me, she's famous because mm-hmm. she's interceded and sewed into my life before I was even born.
0: That's wow. amazing. Wow. wow. I love that I asked, how are you like this? And you had a <laughs> legitimate. You were like, let me tell you. Yes. Um, he <laughs> said, well, actually, as yes. a matter of fact, oh that's gosh. amazing.
1: OK, so mm-hmm. tell the people where they can find you.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the easiest is just my website, drshannoncrawford.com, and Shannon is spelled differently in Gaelic. They differentiate male and female like in mm-hmm. Spanish. So Shannon is S H A N N A N, and then I have Dr. Shannon Crawford Instagram, Dr. Shannon Crawford One on my Facebook because I have an old one that's like derelict. Mm. Like don't look at that. <laughs> so, well, yeah, the, the number one version. Um, and then I teach at the King's University. Shout out! We love the King's love. University. We Come sure join do. us. Um, yeah. I think that's it. And then I have a podcast called Unlock You with Dr. Shannon Crawford. So
1: awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, this has cool. been fun.
0: Yes. yes. Okay, you have to come back. Yeah, we need you back. back. Because, like, this is so fun. Have, we can talk for hours. This hours is and hours waiting. and hours. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank uh, you great. so Good. much for sharing with us.
0: Oh, my
2: privilege. Yes. Bye, girls. Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>